Welcome to the Develop Yourself Podcast, where we teach you everything you need to land your first job as a software developer by learning to develop yourself, your skills, your network, and more. I'm Brian, your guest host. Today, I'm going to talk about my experience being the worst software developer on a team, the uncomfortable feeling that I felt during this awful time, and why it was actually one of the best moments in my career and ended up really shaping my career in ways that I couldn't even imagine, and why I'm really thankful for that opportunity now in retrospect. So, about six or seven years ago, I joined a really small startup. And two years prior to this, I just joined my first company as a software developer. It was a really great team, tons of encouragement, motivation, great people. They really taught me the art of writing software. I came in there knowing like nothing. I knew HTML, CSS, a little bit of JavaScript, good amount of jQuery, and AngularJS, which is a now defunct, archaic framework that no one is using. So. Here I was at this place doing pretty well, actually really happy, making okay money, really proud of myself, and with a great team of people. Basically everything you could want, right? And then I thought, you know what? It's time to leave. <laughs> Two years in, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Probably time to leave. It wasn't an easy decision. I, like I said, I liked everybody. I just knew I needed to be exposed to a more modern tech stack and different ways of working, or else I would probably be the best developer on this team only. and maybe shoot myself in the foot going forward. I knew that there was more out there. I'm working in the San Francisco Bay Area. I also worked at some boot camps on the side. I saw what people out there were making, one, and I knew that I was very underpaid. Two, I saw all the cool things they were working with, like React, which was pretty new at the time. And I thought, man, I'm never going to use that stuff here. I better get out of here for basically my own safety going forward. I better future-proof myself. Anyway, I went to a bunch of interviews. I went on the interview market, the interview circuit, Sucked a bunch of interviews, which is another topic, save for another day. And finally, passed one for a really small startup. And they were using Ember.js, Rails, and Postgres. I had used none of these things. I said, I'll take it. My salary doubled, which made me even more nervous. I thought, what do these people expect from me now? You would think that getting a really big salary, like a 200% increase, most people would be ecstatic about, which I was. But on the inside, I was freaking out. I thought, oh my God, what? I mean, if they're paying me this much, then what do they expect me to do on the job? And on day one, when I came into this five-person startup, I knew I was way in over my head. The co-founders, they were featured like in Forbes 30 under 30. They had worked at multiple FANG companies, really high growth, big tech companies in the Bay Area, like think... Apple, Facebook, you know, these kind of companies, right? So the lead developer was also the creator or one of the big, he was actually one of the, the lead developer was one of the main contributors for a very popular library called Ember.js. And then there was me. I had no experience with Ember, Ruby, or even working in a startup, but I knew JavaScript, I thought, or so I thought. On day one, there was basically no onboarding. I jumped straight into pairing with the lead developer and the CTO. Pairing means I'm sitting down with these two people and we're writing code together. We're, we're essentially sharing a keyboard and a screen and we're talking about the code and what to do in order to make things work. Then later that day, we went to an onsite at a shipping container place. We were in the Bay Area at the like shipping docks. And that's because this software was used to automate the process of, trapping shipping, of tracking shipping containers as they move across the United States. Someone made a joke about Dykstra. And I thought, ha, ha, who is 
Who is that? They were all laughing. I just faked it and acted like I knew what they were talking about. I did not. Dijkstra, by the way, is a famous algorithm for determining the shortest distance between two points in a graph. I didn't know that because I didn't, I don't have a computer science degree and I didn't study data structures and algorithms. Oops. Anyway, so I was like, okay, these people are smart. They're not only smart, they're way smarter than me. And they're like tossing around casual jokes about graphing algorithms. Okay. That's the kind of people I need to be dealing with now. Um, next, there was a bug at work in the code base we were dealing with that dealt with closure scope. And I thought, what? Hoisting was another thing affecting a test. I had never even written a test in JavaScript before. Overall, I knew that I had a lot to learn, and they were pretty patient with me in general. There were some blowups. I did my best in many ways. I was working hard. I was staying long hours and doing stuff. My work was often late. I made some big blowups, some really, really embarrassing ones, like the one time I made a bug in the code that sent out a thousand emails to customers, which was a big deal because this is an early stage startup. So there were a ton of customers in the first place and they may not be really forgiving. For example, like if you worked at Netflix and that happened, maybe your customer's like, I don't care. At a small startup, they might care. And that was really embarrassing. There was a time I accidentally pushed something into production that shouldn't have been in production. There was a time I erased parts of the database. These are common scenarios, by the way, that Many developers will tell you they've done. But at the time, it just felt like I had loss after loss after loss. And the team was continually patient with me. They kept holding my hand. They gave me tasks they knew I could probably do. They offered me more chances to take on more and more complex tasks. And I just wasn't performing that well, I'll just be completely honest. And then one day, finally, I got called out. I got called out for my lack of fundamentals and performance. By the, lead by the lead developer on his last day of work. So this guy was incredibly smart, went on to found a multi-million dollar startup in South America, I believe. Really smart guy. The last day they asked him, you know, is there anything we could be doing better as a company, as a team? We're really small, remember. So this is not like some big formal process and there's no HR people there to make sure you don't get your feelings hurt. So he's like, yeah, I do have some feedback actually, particularly for you, Brian. I'm like, oh no. And he said, it's difficult to work with you because you don't seem to understand the fundamentals of JavaScript, React, ES6, Promises, Closure, and Classes. And he just kind of named off like a laundry list of stuff. He was a very like pragmatic guy, your typical software engineer, right? Like very direct to the point. Wasn't being mean. And he actually gave me some really practical advice. I just kind of sat there, nodded my head as I'm like dying inside. And thinking, oh, man, like this person I respect and look up to who's younger than me is like telling me all the reasons why I suck. And it wasn't a surprise, actually. He was completely right. And I knew that, you know, that I had a lot to learn here. So I, I did. I did what he said. I wrote down a lot of the things he was talking about. Promises, closure, ES6. I decided I was going to speak up more when I needed help instead of just kind of waiting and doing all this mental gymnastics in my mind about how to get things done. And I asked him, what books would you recommend? I asked the other developers what books they would recommend. I started reading them. During a one-on-one -on -one with the CTO, he said, hey, Brian, I noticed you like never speak up during meetings. It's like three of us in this company now. We need you to do that. You know, We need you to share your ideas so we can make sure that we're not just doing what I think is right. He's like, I, I need that feedback from you. 
And he said, it, it doesn't really work in a company this small to just not be involved. And I took that to heart too. So I was getting a lot of not great feedback, but practical feedback, which was really, really helpful. So I said, okay, I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to start speaking up. I'm going to read these books. I'm going to make practical examples of these concepts, which I don't understand. I'm going to write them down. I'm going to write small articles about them. I'm going to comment my code to make sure that I understand what I'm doing, actually, instead of just getting things done. I was in the, I was in the wrong frame of mind of, I just need to get this thing done so these people can get off my back so I can just go do more and more work. My goal was to just get stuff done and not need to understand what I was really doing. That was a big mistake. I needed to slow down, especially at this stage in my career, to understand exactly what I was doing, why it made sense, and understand software rather than understanding these frameworks that I was using. So instead of, for example, understanding how to be a great developer at my last company using this stack like C Sharp and Angular or whatever, I was good at doing that small subset of stuff, but I wasn't good at general software engineering. I didn't understand like the overall theme of like, okay, why does this work the way it does? Anyway, the more I learned into that, the better I got. I bought Udemy courses, read tons of articles. I went down YouTube rabbit holes. I got mad and rage quit. And then I finally came to grips with, okay, I wrote down what I needed to do. I started checking it off one by one. And I thought, okay, I actually know this stuff now. Felt really good, actually, to be like, and it wasn't even that hard. It wasn't like some crazy months-long exercise. Like I did a lot of this stuff in the first like just few weeks. I didn't read a ton of books. I just sat down in a code editor. I wrote down how do promises work. Let me write a promise out. Let me learn a little bit. Let me write a small little blurb about them. Boom. I felt pretty good about it. I'm like, every single time there's a meeting, I'll come prepared. I'll read about the meeting beforehand, or I'll ask about it beforehand. I'll come with a single pre-made question. So that way I'm not freaking out and bumbling around trying to think of a question to ask. This helped me gradually, incrementally get better. Now, here's the thing. I never became the second worst developer on this team. It was a small team. People were just much better than me. And yeah, it was okay though. But I sucked a lot less. So that was my whole goal. I said, I'm going to suck less and less and less and less and less. Eventually, the CEO decided to leave. The company was going through like a bit of an organizational change, you could say. I ultimately decided to leave too. And I look back on that time is the most pivotal time in my career so far. I worked with some of the smartest people I've ever met. I got some great feedback that was really difficult to hear at the time and that you often won't get from people unless you seek it out. So I didn't actually seek out this advice at all. These people were kind enough and brave enough to tell me what was wrong and how to get better. And this made me a better engineering manager. It helped me get to senior engineer at the next company because I took those lessons. I took that mindset and that pattern, that method to learn stuff. I'm like, well, how do you learn stuff? And I found out how you literally write down what is the gap between who I am and where I want to be and how do I get there? What is missing? And be really specific. So in my example, it was, I need to know these core JavaScript concepts and I'm going to get these skills by doing X, maybe getting a Udemy course, maybe just literally writing them out. So that gave me like a framework to actually make progress, right? Some of the best books that I read during this time, by the way, that you may get a kick out of as well, Clean Code in JavaScript. This book actually is very practical. It affected the way and still affects the way that I think about writing code in JavaScript organizing my JavaScript projects, and generally a good approach to writing modern web development, writing modern JavaScript. 
The Phoenix Project, another great book. This is the only fictional book that I'm aware of that is really good for software engineers. It's a fictional book that you'll get a kick out of if you work in corporate America because it has all the cringy corporate stuff that we're all used to, all the red tape and casual Fridays and all that junk that we make fun of on TikTok and stuff like that. Anyway, check it out. It will teach you a ton about DevOps, modern software development, the software development lifecycle. And it generally just is a good book to read. You don't even have to be a software developer to enjoy this book, The Phoenix Project. Definitely a top pick for you if you are just getting into web development. If you're advanced or want to get advanced or maybe just confuse yourself, pick up Functional Light JavaScript by Kyle Simpson. Kyle Simpson in general, excellent developer, amazing JavaScript guru. Guy is too smart for his own good, knows more JavaScript than maybe anybody out there. He wrote this book. It's about how to write JavaScript in a functional light way. Functional light is a programming paradigm. It's a way to write code in a certain way. It's very complex and abstract, but he does a really good job of making it practical, which I really appreciate it. I had my team read this as well, started a book club. We read this and we all really enjoyed it. I mean, it definitely helped me write code in a different way. The Manager's Path. This is a great career book. It's not technical really at all. It tells you what to expect and what you can do at every stage in your career from individual contributor, junior, mid, senior, through manager up to CTO. Excellent book. It's one that I'm reading right now as I've transitioned from software engineer to engineer manager and now trying to get further into the director territory. Really helpful book. Lastly, System Design Interview by Alex Zhu, X-U. By the way, I should say I'm not paid for recommending any of these books, even though maybe I should be. So if you're out there and you're one of the authors of these books and you either, one, want to come on the podcast or, two, you want to send me a donut or something, just reach out let me know. System Design Interview is a great book. It teaches you about, as you probably guessed, system design. Uh, what does that mean? It means the way that you architect a system. Like if somebody says, hey, how would you build Instagram? How would you build uh, Chat GPT? It takes you through the basic concepts that almost all software is built using like, here's how you set up a database. Here's the types of databases. Here's the types of frameworks and network requests and all the things that go into creating really large scalable systems. Think of all the apps that you use on a daily basis, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, ChatGPT, TikTok. It goes through like the architecture of how to build these things. Really insightful, eye-opening, and it's a short book too. It's not like overly complex and overly academic. So if you're feeling like you're the worst developer on a team or that you just don't get this stuff as you're learning, that's okay. It is a learning opportunity and I can throw a bunch of like cliche advice your way, but it just won't help. The only thing that I can tell you that I know will help is that action cures anxiety. Identify your weak areas, make a plan to strengthen them, and then maybe read some of the books that I've mentioned. I really hope that's helpful. That's going to do it for today's episode of the Develop Yourself podcast. To learn more about becoming a software engineer with us, then check out parsity.io, P-A-R-S-I-T-Y.io. If you're not quite ready for that and you're still learning JavaScript, then jump into our Dev30 program, dev30.xyz, 30 days of working on your mindset, habits, and of course, JavaScript skills. We'll see you next week.